Hey friends, and welcome to Gino's Golden Tea Podcast. I'm the Alpha, Chris Long Gino, recording on the last day before I go to them for the Carolina Clash here in beautiful Greenville, South Carolina, getting ready to head down to Columbia tomorrow. Uh, but before every tournament, Bernsey, uh, Brian Bernhardt, and Matthew Van Hoosier come on, and we uh, we talk some golf, talk some fantasy golf, and... Uh, also, t- 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 a little bit about other things in Golden Tea going on. A little bit of mobile dashed in there, too. Um, and we're ready for a great Clash Week. Um, so I hope everybody enjoys this. Here's Matt, and here is Bernsey. All right, taping this on a Tuesday. It's Carolina Clash Week. And, of course, before a Golden Tea tournament, I always have to get uh, my two friends on. Here we are. We have the inaugural Players Charity Champion Brian Bernhardt and the reigning Carolina Clash MVP Matthew Van Hoosier. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yes, you still hold that title. What's going on, guys? Just living the dream. Yeah, doing well. Everybody's staying healthy. I hope everybody's been doing well. Uh, We'll just uh, start in from what we heard last night. Adam uh, Adam Kramer coming on. Um, Let me just give a little genesis of how this kind of got started because. IT had, for their own professional understanding, they wanted to maybe take this tournament off being uh, there was a lot of complications from COVID in, uh, in Nashville. And I, I'll be honest with my audience as, as I am with you guys. I, you know, I was probably really outspoken that I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy about it at all. And we, uh, I may have been really outspoken to the people that may know some people there. And so I, Adam had given me a call um, because he was, you know, he was getting ready to go find the world championship. He was getting ready to fly. Uh, he's going here in a couple of weeks and he's getting ready to um, try to lock down a deal for us. And uh, he said he felt so confident that we could try to start this back up again because, you know, maybe, you know, in the last six months, they, you know, they haven't really had an answer. You know, as far as what they're wanting to do with supply chain issues and things like that. Right. Um, but that's where we're at right now. So uh, I'm happy about it. Um, I, I hold no ill will. Just like I said, I was not happy about it, but we're going to make this work as best we can. Uh, but when Adam called me last week and he just, you know, basically assured me and um, that, you know, they, this was a call that they had to make. And, uh, you know, uh, I'll leave that at that. Yeah, but and, and Gino, I, I think one of the other issues too is, you know, we all think about IT, you know, based in the Chicagoland area, this, this, and that. Well, Andy Coolman and PJ, they're out of Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, aside, you know, yeah, you can blame it on COVID and whatnot, and you know, you've really been, you know, promoting your event, you know, for several months now, and. Uh, I mean, if, if you don't mind for a minute, just like to kind of talk about that a little bit. It's really nice that they're throwing out a world's pass for the purple winner. Um, for those that didn't see on Facebook earlier today on, on Tuesday, you know, Kramer came out and said that, you know, where was the purple passes early on in the year, you know, and we kind of understand that. And I'm going to take it a little step further here. And um, we saw a really sweet Nashville hype video. I watched that video. And the hairs on my back stood up a little bit. I'm th- I can't wait to get to Nashville. I haven't seen a damn thing from IT about the Carolina Clash until today 
when they're offering the world a, a world spot to the winner of the purple bracket, who's going to make their flight plans four days before, three days before an event? This is something that needed to be done a lot sooner than the Tuesday before your event. Thanks, IT. Um, better late than never, but you can do better than that. Hi, Matt. Thoughts? <laughs> well, I, yeah, the timing of it is is like Brian said, a little odd. I, I, I again, I don't want to yeah. cast shade on it, right? It's a good gesture. Uh, we kind of had started that before COVID started too. We had a little arrangement uh, with them to do the purple bracket winner going to Worlds, uh, and that got a lot of traction, I think, too, with some of the people that come to the events. That was a nice little kick for uh, for some of the guys that weren't necessarily probably going to go win a tournament, but. Uh, in specific to worlds, you know, going and getting getting through that purple bracket is a real big accomplishment. And to get that world's pass for that purple bracket is great because a lot of those guys, uh, it's going to cost them a lot of money to bang out a world spot in the in the normal normal uh, ways that you can do that. So that was a really good incentive. So I think we took a good step with uh, doing it originally. I'm glad that they're bringing it back now that they're kind of a little bit more sure path with what worlds is going to be. But yeah, I'm with Brian on the timing of this thing. Nobody's going to. This is going to. I mean, for the for the what is it going to be 70 or whatever players that are not in the main bracket in Carolina. Awesome. Go get it. Right. Don't feel bad about it. One bit. Uh, you can only beat who shows up, but this isn't going to do anything to drive attendance at the tournament this late into the, into the gig. <clears throat> and I, and I do uh, understand Puff's point too, that he pointed, uh, you know, for the, for the guys who had won purple brackets so far this year, you know, I, I'm hoping that's just an oversight and that they're talking about that right now. Uh, that they could find some spots for those guys, because I really do think that uh, that that's a perfectly reasonable thing to make retroactive. And like, and Puff, he tagged me in that post, you know, and, and this isn't me thinking I deserve the pass. I, I qualified for 20. You got it. Worlds, yeah. You know? So, so, I mean, it's, it's not me. It's, it's either, you know, uh, Robert Washburn or, or Chris uh, Jusiak that, that would get it, but it, it's just along the lines of, I mean, uh, they've got a really awesome app. They've got a really great Facebook page. They've got their Twitter. I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they have Instagram. I, I haven't seen a single article about the Carolina clash. Um, right. And there's, I, I mean, and I really hate to say this, but there's absolutely no excuse to take 10 or 15 minutes, get a nice little picture together, or even, even a picture of the card or, or a picture from last year and say, hey, you know, support one of our biggest supporters. Uh, go to the clash first weekend of October. Well, and especially because you've seen the releases that we've had before. It's, you don't got to take the time to proofread them. They haven't done that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just slap her together and send it off like we always do, right? Uh, yeah, I agree. That's that's unfortunate that that hasn't but, happened. I don't think they did anything malicious by it, but at the same point, it's like, set a reminder. Hey, guys, a month before tournament, two weeks before tournament, make news release, right? It's... It seems simple to me, and I mean, I'm not a businessman, I'm not a marketing guy, I'm not any of that, but man, sure, it seems like a little Google, Google Calendar notification would be just perfect. But, but shout out to you, Gino, because if there's anybody that's been promoting this tournament, it's you. We've got 111 signed up as of today, um, and it's uh, it's going to be a wide open field, and, and there is going to be someone that may not have planned to go in the world that is going to get a world pass by winning that purple bracket, so um, at least I got that yep. going for him. Let me take that full circle of what you just said brian is i i yeah i understand you know puff who i adore and uh, all the other people that have uh been in purple brackets this year um 
the only answer of the other side of the coin I could give to that is they didn't know as far as they didn't know when they were going to have a world championship. They had no real definite answer because they wanted to do, they won't, they weren't going to do this without the PGA. We, we do know that. And they had no definite answers of when they would be able to right now. It feels comfortable because they, I think they have a little bit more clarity in that aspect. Um, so would I be a fan of something retroactively affecting our purple champions? Hell yeah. I mean, that, that probably wouldn't be a bad thing at all. Uh, to turn it full circle for what Brian just said, if anybody's seen this tournament list, we're going to look at fantasy golf here in just a few minutes. I mean, half those names, you guys don't know. A lot of these guys, they don't know. I mean, and so to have that opportunity for them to be excited about it, this could, this could ring a vibration through the Carolinas big time. And that's what I look forward to the most is maybe a guy, a local in Columbia, like a Mike Hanley, or whomever, or maybe I got a moron friend in Rock Hill that may tank to go to the purple bracket. I, I know a couple guys that might do that. Um, well, now they will. Oh, no, no, it's been said. So, I mean, there's... Oh, uh, that's terrible. I wouldn't say it was... Um, they're they're going to do their best, all right? They're already head cases as they, as they are. They worry about the qualifier way too much. So, you know, if they happen to be at purple, we wouldn't be surprised. However, they're good enough to make Maine. But that being said, there's a lot on the line being in the purple bracket. Yeah. Because that is a hell of an opportunity. So um, that's that. Um, appreciate you guys making good points there. Let's, um, let's pivot into uh, the Carolina Clash. Stop number five of the National Golden Tea Tour comes to West Columbia. And I, uh, I would hope my, uh, my two co-hosts would give me here a couple minutes here and just kind of uh, give me a, a little bit of a platform to talk about how we just we, we started this whole concept and um, how we've uh, how we came to it because um, this was oh something I've wanted to do probably since the late 2000s and my early years in golden tea were going to these cities and it was just on my own occasionally Norbert would be there um, but I would always feel a little bit of envy because I saw all the Chicago guys, they're one big group. I saw all the Minnesota guys, they were one big group. The Houston guys, one big group. All of North Carolina, I was like, man, wouldn't it be cool like, you know, to have something that big throughout Carolinas? You know, we had Atlanta, they had their own couple things, but it was a while. And uh, flash forward to, I met Mike Muse in 2007 at my regional championship in Atlanta. Maybe, I don't know if you guys attended any of those regionals or not. Uh, where you guys are from? I was in Joliet for the Midwest. Yeah, same. Yeah, and uh, I, uh, well, we were in Atlanta at the Peachtree West, and that was the first time I had met Mike Muse. And uh, I didn't see him again for another 10 years. And then uh, when, I, when I, basically, they caught whiff of me and understanding that, hey, I, I you know, could probably run a tournament for him. I've been studying this long enough. You know, I know some of the guys that do this. And uh, we were able to put it together. So in 2019, that summer, we uh, we created the Carolina Clash. And uh, we had 83 people. Um, at Hashtag that 83 Nation for those listening near Chicago. Yeah. Ahead, the uh, <laughs> uh, We had 83 people. Uh, we, had, we had rented basically the machines from the tour. We... we, we Rented the uh, 
well, I, I guess we paid Steve and Russ for their time as well. And uh, came on, they came on down and uh, we had our first tournament. It was in July. The heat index was 105. And inside the bar, it was about 94, 95 degrees. Uh, we had learned a lot. And uh, flash forward uh, th that, following uh, that following fall, we were going to have the last NIV. And we knew we had a fit. Um, so by the time we had left uh, Richmond that year, we had had the deal done and we were going to, and this was going to be on the tour. So, uh, what I'm, this is what I'm most happiest about guys is that when this is the first time it's a part of the tour, it's where it belongs. And, uh, hopefully it's going to be there for quite well, a while. You know, time. Gino, I mean, one thing I'd like to add is I was at dinner with you that Sunday night in Richmond. I saw the look on your face. I was there for the conversation that you were having with Steve and yeah. you could just, it, it was, uh, you, you were kind of able to sit back and just take it, you know, take a deep breath, could take the monkey off your back and you knew it was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then we all know what happened, you know, come March. And then, you know, you were still able to have an event. I think last year you had what a max of 67 and they, then they removed the, um, yeah, the, the capacity the, thing yeah. at the last minute. And um, it was still, uh, it still ended up being a nice tournament. Um, but I still know that you've been looking forward to this weekend for over a year and a half. This was the payoff year. When I pitched this originally to Mike and Billy, year three was going to be the big payoff. And uh, that's when we were going to be able to take flight. COVID has had its issues with it. Um, maybe having a tournament also in Nashville just you know, a month ago, you know, kind of eats into your Southeast market a little bit. Yeah, and, and Gino, I was going to talk to you about that a little bit too, because you were really hoping on having a lot of people here. And, and I was really hoping there was going to be and 111, that's how many are signed up right now. If we get 100 people, that's still a great turnout. And, you know, these dates are obviously, you know, Nashville being a new venue, you know, the, the timing of everything, and, and who knows what's going to happen next year. But I think it's quite obvious that having two tournaments within about five weeks of each other is just really too close for anybody to kind of, if you're going to pick and choose, unfortunately, it's a lot easier to get in and out of Nashville than it is Columbia. Um, so hopefully for those that aren't coming this year because of that, make sure to come in the future years. Columbia has got a lot of love for the Muse brothers. And I think a lot, they're, they're still going to continue to, you know, to show out there our locals. And that's what I tell these guys all the time. That's what drives a, um, a really a, a good tournament scene is, you know, the locals making sure they show up. They're the ones that come every single year. I got guys that may come once every three years from Chicago, Houston, whatever it may be. But I need the people from Columbia to be there. That that and I drive it home for them. This is the reason. Uh, this past Sunday, I ran a, a handicap tournament down there, and it offered a, a free entry into the Carolina Clash. It was, um, you know, what? that yeah, that's what we're we're trying to develop. You know, have a feeder system that continues to go into the Carolina Clash. So, uh, who won that entry? Derek Montgomery. Oh, all right. <laughs> Oh, good for him. Yeah. Uh, did you uh, – I, 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 I'm going to make fun of my buddy here for a second because it, it may shut him up for a little bit. But Josh McDaniel – Josh McDaniel still has this habit of he has to, you know, give you the highlights of his match during the match the whole time. Like every third <laughs> hole he comes over, takes 20 <laughs> steps away from the machine and tells you exactly what happens. And, and I'm like, dude, just focus on what you're doing, man. Just, just go, go play, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't. It doesn't have to be like that, man. And so we'll see. We'll, we'll see if he uh, see if he does anything right. All right, guys, you ready to do some fantasy golf now that I've been all mushy about the Carolina? Yeah, class? you know, it's funny you mentioned Derek Montgomery because that kind of ties into maybe one of the people I may or may not have picked later on in the groupings. 
All right, now, uh, who won last time? I guess we said uh, I did. I think, or we, I think we gave it to you, yeah, even yeah, though you, it, you know, didn't get your full sheet filled out. That wasn't your fault, so we gave it to you. Yeah, well, it, I mean, blame Russ Green. I, I don't think it's fair to blame me. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, now, let's, we've been keeping a certain mat. You're, you've been following the strategy part of this for a while now. Um, uh-huh. we're, we're, we're going to go into this tournament where there are a lot more selects. I, I actually more selections, I think, than we've had before, right? There, there are more selections than we've had before. I, I maybe partially give that one, uh, the, the format of the sheet here. I gave him more spaces. And so we put more names in there. He kind of opened it up too, uh, beforehand. He's like, Hey, if you want to be in on this, let me know. And we'll consider putting your name on the list. And, uh, and the other thing that I noticed here, you know, our old, uh, group eight, if you will, entrance where you're kind of they're kind of in group six now right they've kind of got there's there he's he's put in a lot more of these uh wild cards if you will uh towards mm-hmm. these lower you know, higher numbered groups the group six seven eight numbers and so i think that's going to put a lot of variability into the system here so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch is what it is yeah so all right here we're going to start out with group number one not on the not retirement tour andy haas uh chris brewer <laughs> Glad you got that cleared up. Yeah. Yeah. I like I hate I even had that thought. I really do. <laughs> CJ Wangler, Paul Luna, Paul Taylor, Ryan McCook, Matthew Van Hoosier, the floor is yours first. Uh so the last couple of times we've done this, uh, you you fellas have gotten, I won't say mad, mad's not the right word, uh, but you've expected a little bit more, you know, uh, of a of a off the table pick from me. Uh, then my standard Paul Anthony Luna is going to win the tournament. And why would I not pick him? Uh, Paul Anthony Luna is still winning tournaments. I have no reason not to pick him, but I will bow to the peer pressure. I will pick somebody other than Paul Anthony Luna for my friends, Chris and Brian. All right. Um, I don't think I'm stepping too, you can't step too far off the ledge with any of these guys, but uh, in the theme of what Brian and I were talking about last time in the post, the, the wrap up after the tournament, I'm taking Andy Haas. I think he's on a mission right now to take, to take down the, the current uh, reigning champion. Uh, and I think that he has a pretty good chance of getting a course winner three in there. If he really uh, finds a, finds a heater, which is obviously a good thing as a group and has a chance to win the group. He's certainly won himself plenty of uh, top qualifier awards. So I, for all those reasons, uh, give me Andy Haas. Bernsey. Uh, that's a pretty good pick. And he's kind of one of the guys I, I picked him in St. Louis and mm-hmm. didn't end up doing too good there. And, and yeah, he, you know, you just see the look on his face when he's playing in these matches. He's, he's a man on a mission and wants to, to beat, you know, Luna and, and, you know, Andy Haas is a, is a great pick, you know, obviously a lot of people are going to pick Luna because he has the guy to beat. And, um, you know, shout out to CJ for being in group one, you know, man's, man's moving up uh, like no other, but uh I'm going to go with the guy that he won Florida in 2020. All right. Nine through 12th, Wisconsin in 2020, 13 to 16, Wisconsin, 21, nine through 12th in Florida, fifth, sixth, St. Louis, 17th, 24th, Nashville. Chris Brewer has not been in the top four in his last seven tournaments. And I've got a strange feeling with this being the closest tournament to home for him. He's driving that uh, he will come out on top. So Chris Brewer is my pick. Interesting. Uh, getting a home win. Um, to be honest with you, just looking at the rest of this sheet, this pick could not matter any less than it does. <laughs> right. Just, um, right. <laughs> then, uh, so I'm, I'm going to, for the first time, go with Paul Luna. 
Uh, I've been off the board. I've been, I, I was Talk. happy once again. I went with Clint Grover last time. Wasn't a bad pick. I'd do it again. Yep. But like I said, this is um, just let's play the odds and uh, work on the rest of it. I'm going to go with Paul Anthony Luna. And... Well, we couldn't go through the whole group without at least one of us doing it. So I'm glad glad that we got that off the table. I want to go back real quick to Bernsey's Wangler comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, super proud for CJ for getting himself up in that top group. Uh, without being too much of an a-hole about this, what is Steve thinking? <laughs> uh... now, I'll tell you why I say this. I'll tell you why I say it, right? I looked, uh, I looked quick on the, the Power Events website. I did look at this one. It was like the one bit of research I did because I saw his name there. Um, but do you know how many uh, top sixes CJ has in Pegot Events? Top one six? Is it two? Zero. Zero. Oh, he, he got sixth place in... Uh... In Carolina last year, which was not yet a Pegot event. <laughs> According to the website, he's got a bunch of top eights. Well, okay, so maybe a fifth, six. It went in top four and top eight. So maybe five, six is crammed in there, and I'm wrong. But okay, no top four. No podium finishes in those events. He's gotten, uh, I think he did something, the Texas shootout maybe got down in there. So he, he has the experience, but yeah, no Peggot events yet. And his average Peggot finish. Uh, according to the website, is 27th place. That includes all your tournaments ever, right? But it's 27th place. So I, I feel it. I Chris is definitely on his way up in this game, but I was definitely surprised to see him in group one uh, now. It's the stout factor. So well, you'll see that. Wait, wait a couple groups. We'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, just uh, first off, maybe not common knowledge, but uh, about three weeks ago, Paul Luna wasn't coming to this tournament. And uh, uh, three or four weeks ago, he wasn't coming to this tournament. Um, whatever issue could be. So that would have been, you know, a damper on, I mean, Andy Haas would have come in, probably been the favorite, you know, things like that. Um, but once at that point, somebody said Paul Luna wasn't going coming. I think CJ may have texted somebody I know and guaranteed victory <laughs> at the Carolina <laughs> clash. <laughs> Whoops. That may have well, happened. Maybe, maybe not. Yep. Maybe he called his shot. Yeah, maybe so. Um, but no, um, he may not be in that classic group that he's in. He might be in this uh, second group uh, that we will have the defending Carolina class champion, Adam Ashley. Adam Harris, uh, the second place runner-up finisher of the original Carolina clash. Brian Bernhardt and myself will uh, make in this group, uh, along with uh, a rare but good tournament goer, Gavin Heron. Uh, Kyle Heasley, Sugar Shane Marks, and Steve Beatty making his first ever Carolina Clash appearance. Uh, I, I will uh, I'll roll this one out for first uh, this time, and I'm not the guy that picks myself. I know where I'm looking at my home edition right now. I'm looking at what kind of golden tee shape I'm in. There may have been some good things happening today, but it all has to come together at a tournament for me. It's only happened once. I'm not I'm not that confident right now. So we're going to stay away from Chris Longino. Um, this is a tough group to pick uh, for me uh, because I know a couple very consistent players in this group, um, but I want to see who wants to do the best. Steve Beatty, uh, I've picked him before, and I think I'll do it now. So I'm going to go with Steve Beatty. It was him between him and Kyle, and uh, we're going to go with Steve Beatty, Matt Van Hoosier. Go ahead, bud. Uh you're, you're right. This is a really, really tough uh, group to pick. Uh, I'm really glad to see Gavin Heron out on the, tr- on the tournament seat again. Uh, I really like that dude. He's, he's fun to be around. 
a real quiet guy, but right. uh, he, he'll stick a knife in your back in the Golden Sea came real fast. Um, I have made, uh, at least in somewhat recently, uh, been able to make two trips out to the East Coast to see you guys, once for Clash last year, once for NIV uh, several years ago. And both times, the same guy has taken me out of the tournament uh, on pretty good runs that I've been having. And, uh, and last year, he happened to win the tournament, too. And so for those three reasons, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, the, the low man in the, in the group, but one that I know has got uh, the ice in his veins and Adam Ashley. Interesting. Defending champ. Yeah. And, and I actually, I mean, it's a, it's a great pick, Matt. Um, doesn't go to a lot of tournaments. Um, he nope. knocked me out of the clash last year. Um, his uh, PGT tournament record, I think is 25 and 20. So he's played 45 matches in the 11 years of, of power events tour. Uh, a lot of great names on here. I mean, shout out to Kyle Heasley. Last time we did this, I said he was going to miss the cut. Ironically enough, I was paired with him on the stream machine. Um, but this happened to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I must give a shout out to him because he's an extremely consistent player. He, he makes those shots. And, and Gino, um, I agree with everything that you said the last time about why he would be someone to pick. Um, Steve Beattie is a great pick also. Um, and, and like you said, you know, you're not going to be that guy and pick yourself. Um, but I am. I I'm going to be that guy. I knew he'd do it. Because Come on, I'm proud. looking at this list and I need some motivation. It, I feel that I am the best player in this group. Um, and I'm just going to do my best to, to prove it to everybody. Uh, respect. Just, I respect that. The uh, I, I just want to point out on the Adam Ashley pick there because I, I just give a small story. Uh, if anybody doesn't know who's listened to this podcast before, Adam Ashley is the only person ever to have attended all 17 of the NIVs. He was the only one to ever do it. And he always talked about loving that first look tournament. And what's the yeah. first look tournament? We, we Because normally this time of year, we have our new courses. We're playing the same courses we played at the Carolina Clash last year. But they still say new on the machine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are new on the machine. <laughs> these are the new courses. That, um, show me newer ones, Bernie. No, 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 we didn't have these tee boxes. That is a different wrinkle. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Adam was always a big fan of that first look tournament. And he, he always felt like he had a, just a – just based on his fundamentals alone, he could, he could have an advantage because he was a solid player. And he also adopted the Stouts last year as well. All right, group number three, uh, the big head, Brendan Robinson. Chris Knight making his first tournament appearance of the year. Dan Gallard, Evan Scanlon, Gary Sheldon, Ken Callis, Mike Johnston making his first Carolina Clash, along with Squeaky Bob Washburn. I believe it will be Bernsey's turn to go first this time. And, you know, I mean, even though, like, we, we kind of agree, you know, these groups are really laid out really nicely. I mean, it's, it's really hard to pick somebody. And this is tough. I mean, this is extremely difficult. Um, a lot of guys that, I mean, borderline group two kind of players. Um, I had the opportunity to play Squeaky Bob, actually uh, also known as Baja Bob, uh, at the Purple Bracket twice, you know, in Nashville. Um, solid player. Uh, Ken Kalis, a uh, great player. I think... Um, she treats these tournaments more like a vacation than um, a Goldie tournament, which is okay. I mean, he's a busy guy with his, with his bar, you know, so no problem there. Gary Sheldon's always finding himself, you know, in the 13 to 24 range. Um, 
I, I'm going to go out and, and pick a guy that um, I think he's got some fuel for him from when I knocked him out of Orlando. Um, it's his first tournament appearance since then, and that is MJ, Mike Johnston. I've got a strange feeling that he's going to go on a little bit of a run at this tournament. Well, no, no stout bias. None at all. <laughs> That's not stout bias. That's tight and love. Yeah, that's tight and love. <laughs> um, I will go second here, I think, this time. And uh, just this is another kind of a, a tough group. Um, Chris Knight, who is coming in, he'll come in off the couch basically into this tournament and, uh, and play. He does play from time to time, but he's not playing a whole lot enjoying being a parent. So I'm not going to go with my boy, Chris. It'll be, I'm really going to be happy to see him though. Uh, you know, pretty deep group here. I, I have had three names in mind. It would go a long way for Evan Scanlon to have a nine twelve in this tournament. It would go a long way for him uh, in regarding the player of the year points. I'm going to go with a safe pick here. And I feel like a safe pick here is Gary Sheldon, who is, uh, I feel in this field, can make a cut, um, which is what I'm looking for in this group by definite. I need I need the guy to make the cut and uh, maybe rattle off a win or two. So we're going to go with Gary. Go ahead, Matty. Uh, well, you, well, you nailed it there, right? You got you got to have a cut maker uh, in this group. And there's, you know, there's a couple guys in here you're absolutely certain are going to make a cut. MJ is one of them, right? When's the last time MJ missed a cut? I don't, I don't know if he has, honestly. Um, so he's one of those types of guys. A uh, couple others, like you said, Ken, great player, but uh, maybe uh, Golden Tee is not the primary uh, reason for the weekend. Um, Dan Gillard, uh, I, I didn't see that handicap coming. I've played with Dan a couple different times in the past couple of tournaments. Definitely a solid player, uh, but I don't know. Uh, that seems inflated, but, you know, he, he's gotten better for sure uh, since playing him uh, down at Jake's Philly Stakes uh, a couple couple years ago. A couple straight uh, 31s on Baja will do it. Uh, all that being, well, you know, that, and that's that's part of it too. When did, when did the handicaps get pulled? But certainly uh, he's not out of place here necessarily. Uh, and it does seem like he's going to a few more uh, these tourneys and, and starting to get the feel for how that goes. But um uh, I, I'm with you, you know, pick a player that's uh, not going to miss a cut and is probably going to win a couple matches. Uh, that MJ picks a really solid one, but uh, I'll pick something different just to be different. Uh, but I'm going to go with the big head, uh, big head had a really good St. Louis run, right? He made the cut, made one, a couple matches there. Um, didn't, uh, I don't know if he didn't make Nashville or, or what it was. I don't remember, but uh, that's, that's and, and one thing I like to add to that. I mean, he, he was my number two guy there. Matt, um, I'm not sure if you guys know this or not, but I was right next to him when he was playing in his first match at the final NIV. He was the number 32 seed playing David Duncan, and he had a two-stroke lead going into the last hole. Mm -hmm. Ended up giving up those two strokes and losing in sudden death. So obviously a guy that can compete with the best Golden Tee players there are in the world, um, and, and, and a guy that, that can go on a good run. So, I mean, I'm, he's a good friend of mine, you know, um, and I think that's a great pick. Uh, Brandon, uh, this is, uh, he's actually flying in here to Greenville. Um, his, uh, his lady actually has a son that lives about an hour away from me. So uh, mm -hmm. this is kind of a family 
trip for him. I think it was uh, important for them to do this instead of go to Nashville. And that's uh, the way I took it, at least from him. Um, so let's recap that pick again. Who'd you, you had to, uh, Brandon and who, uh, who'd you have, Matt? No, uh, oh, Matt, I had, Matt Johnson, uh, Johnson. Okay. I was making sure I had that right. Um, I recorded it. I could always go back and look or listen, uh, group four, Technology. uh, group four, art, art to freeze or art to rise. I don't remember. Baron Stevens, Daniel Kalashevsky, <laughs> Daryl Rayner, Jason Graham, Jason Loschiavo, Josh McDaniel, and Steve Baker. So I believe Matt will kick us off this time. Uh, that's a very stout group right there. That is a that is an extremely stout group. I um, there's Stouty a McStouderson. <laughs> I see what you did there, Matt. Uh, <laughs> the uh, this is a broad group. This is, you know, because I, I know some of these guys and the handicap doesn't meet, meet the group, okay? Just, you know, I'm, that's my opinion, yeah. but go ahead. Uh, no, I, I, I kind of agree with you there. Yeah. Uh, a couple of exceptions probably, which we'll probably hit on as we're talking through these, but uh, certainly some of these names uh, were very early converts to the to the stout way of going. Uh, as, as I've talked about before, that uh, you're, you're kind of mid-eastern, uh, area there was really one of the first big uh, groups to, to get under the stout stout wagon. Um, I can't get burned by Jason again, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, Graham, that, that didn't work out so well for me last time, so I got to stay away from that. Didn't work out good for him either. Well, well very, very fair point. Uh, I don't I don't expect that kind of a finish out of him again. I honestly don't. But uh, show me once. I'm in the Missouri. I'm in Missouri, right? Show me. Um, we, we've, we've hit on and we've missed a couple times on, on one name on here. Uh, that's very intriguing to me is was Dan, Daniel Kalashevsky. Uh, you know, we've talked about him a couple different times. He's definitely got all the tools. Um, we talked about it, the post wrap up last time that finish that he had last time where he, he didn't um, come through and get very many points. He's really going to need to make up for that. And I think he knows that. Uh, and so, and I don't think, I think he handles pressure. So I, I think I'm going to go with Daniel. Uh, for those reasons that he, he really does need a good finisher. He knows he needs a good finisher and he's definitely got the tools to do it. I, I don't hate that pick at all. And um, this, this, this is a good tournament for him, by the way, a, a tournament that's, you know, we're not looking at one through 60 as some killers, but you know, I, as I said on the podcast yesterday, one, two, three, that will be really good competition. Then four through 20 will be really good competition. And then there's a bit of a drop-off, and it gets really competitive. So this could be really good for Daniel. Uh, go ahead, Bernsey. Yeah, so um, like Matt mentioned, it's, it's a pretty stout group. You know, I went with Art, you know, the last time, and I think he did, he did fairly well, actually, if I remember correctly. Um, I, I do really like that Daniel pick. I mean, I got a good opportunity to chat with him in Nashville a little bit, and uh, uh, he plays a lot of golden tape. You know, we, we don't see it on, on the commercial games, you know, but they, he's got a lot of game, a lot of live he games. He home edition hard. What's that? It's at home edition hard. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know, Josh McDaniel, you know, uh, I think he's a great player. Um, not going to be his weekend, unfortunately, for him. I am going to go with uh, this person. They, he went one and two in gold at Sussex this year all right missed it missed it by five in nashville 
trending in the wrong direction. With this field, this is a cut that he's going to make. Um, Jackie's husband <laughs> is my pick, Jason Loskiatko. I like it. Um, here's the. I, you know, I, 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 I'm sitting there making these picks and I'm trying to think, you know, who's going to listen to this podcast and just buy into my hype a little too much when I hype him up. And, and that's why I'm staying off Jason because I want him to do well in this tournament, but I don't want him to listen to me hyping him up because it, you know, it may, it, it may affect some decisions. It may, you know, affect some confidence. Um, he is my, if I had to think if he makes the purple bracket and there's that world championship spot, that would be an unconventional way for him to make the world championship. Wouldn't it Win a purple bracket, not win money shot. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I start that early. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, you guys may not know Daryl Rayner, but Daryl Rayner's a very solid player. He would be, you know, a low-end main, you know, high-end purple kind of guy. Um, but I'm going to go with Matt here because I was thinking about Daniel the whole time, and it, it's been – this is going to be – this could be a good tournament for him. He'll be he'll be in the high end of the talent pool in this tournament, and um, he'll, he should have some good matches. He, he should have some people that really are – at his level, and this will be a good litmus test for him. Uh, so I'm going to go with Daniel as well. Group number five, Brendan Reagan, Derek Montgomery, Jeff Poole, Marcus Cash, Sean Tickner, Teddy Jones, and Bacon, Todd Clark. Uh, think, was it, is it my turn to start? I think it's mine. Yeah, go ahead, Gino. But you can go. No, I, I, thought, I thought you went first last time. Uh, maybe I did. I, let me tell you, I, I I can't take Brandon Reagan seriously yet. I've met the guy a couple times, and you know he has a lot of fun at these tournaments. Um, Solid player, is he? I I, I have yeah. not known much of his game. Um, it's been a couple times swimming around in some purple brackets, so um, that could be a destination for him. Um, Marcus and his buddy Teddy will be here. And I've actually played with Teddy. Teddy's solid. Uh, he, he can make shots if he puts it all together. Uh, sobriety is the enemy of Sean Tickner. So, um, you know, it depends on how, uh, how much of an enemy he wants to make this weekend. I think he's, he may go hard. Um, you know, if it doesn't get to his head, we're going to go Derek. Yeah, I feel good about Derek Montgomery this time. And uh, I got to see him play a little bit this past week. He's on. And um, he could have a potentially really good tournament. So we're going Derek Montgomery. Go ahead, Matt. I agree with everything you just said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this this is a this is a funky group because right there you're still you're still in this range looking for people that are are going to try to make you a cut and mm -hmm. if not make a deep purple run. And I don't necessarily see that name jumping out at me here. Uh, so that makes it a lot tougher from what I what I mentally want to expect from a group five pick and what I what I'm being offered here, uh, but that's okay. Um, Brandon, Jeff, uh, Techner, I, I don't know Teddy, but I, I'm sure you know. I don't think he's played at many pegged events yet, but I, I don't remember any of those guys making a cut yet. Uh, Bacon has before, but uh, it's kind of uh, mercurial a little bit there. Um, and Derek, like you said, certainly has all the tools. It's just a matter of if he gets out of his own way long enough to uh, to stumble his way into a main bracket. 
So this is a tie. Yeah, this is a weird group. I like that Derek pick, I guess, for what for what's here. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a little limb uh, with uh, with some fresh blood. I'm gonna take Marcus Cash. Marcus oh, wait, Cash, the it, Evan Scanlon lookalike. That's right. Yes, Evan's doppelganger uh, is going to make a cut this year. I, I, this, and this Marcus Cash, him and his wife are always smiling. I mean, the happiest couple out there. What's not to smile story. about, right? Right. They're a lot of um, fun. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are going to look at this group and they're going to see Brendan Regan with the 27.72 handicap and nobody else is in the 27s. And they're going to think, well, I'm going to go with that guy. Like I mentioned, he's a solid player. I kind of saw him out of the corner of my eye playing a little bit the last couple of tournaments. He's a good player. and um, Not going to pick him. Good player, though. Uh, Sean Tickner, it's not even about how much he's – he's not there to play golden team. He's going to win mean, money, but he's not going to win money playing golden team. He's there for the Calcutta. I mean, <laughs> and, right. so, and so, I mean, I, I, I love the guy, but I, I, I can't pick him in this. Um, so – for the reason that Brandon's going to be picked by a lot of people, I uh, I agree with Gino. I'm going with Derek, and all I gotta say, it's now or never. Um, you're on the clock, Derek. This, oh, you know, he's been uh, called out. Yeah, Gino, you said Directly. you played good last weekend, and and I made I made my pick before Gino told me that that you won that handicap tournament. You know, me and Derek yeah. have had a lot of opportunities to chat. Um, him and I both know he's a great player. Um, and, and this is a field. Got to keep it easy can, on this shit. Yeah, he, it's yeah. a field where he can find himself making that cut and get, getting himself in a, I don't know, a 23 to 28th, in, you know, range and, and have himself a decent first-round match and give him a chance to maybe win one. All right. Hopefully he'll gain some confidence from that. Love the Marcus Cash pick. That would be, that would be a home run, you know, if he makes a cut, that would be a lot – Maybe one of those guys you feel really happy for, you know. Yeah. We we we're we're all Marcus Cash fans, especially some of us that have gotten to know him a little bit. They're they're that's a good group. Group six. Well, hopefully he makes the cut now, and I can take all the credit. Oh yeah, <laughs> sure, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> uh, group six. I don't know. You guys have never met Andy Baker. Um, he, he uh, I'll give you his highlights here in a second. Ben Russell, Bill Reed, Chad Darty, James Hickey, Josh Wankler, and Russell Layton. Uh, believe Bernsey, go ahead, go, man. Yeah, I'll take the floor. Um, yeah, this is an interesting group. You know, we're getting to the point of the, the sheet to where there's some names that we might not recognize. Um, I recognize Ben Russell. Um, got to meet him a little bit in Orlando, and he's been coming to a lot of events, and um, he's like the NBA top shot guru. Um, obviously, I know Russ. Um, unfortunately for Russ, I mean, his priorities aren't in the tournament. I mean, it's pretty much getting the machines there, making sure they work, and then getting them out of there and getting home. You know, he's really just kind of partakes in the tournament because might as well I'm there. Um, I'm going to go with the person that it's his, it's his first tournament, at least his first PEGT tournament outside of the Midwest. He missed the cut by one in Wisconsin. He was 101st in St. Louis. Lost to Van Hoosier. In sudden death at one of the tournaments and that is that was, Sussex. That was Sussex yeah a, a guy that for whatever reason he's coming to this tournament and when, when I when I was looking at his stats and he has not been to one outside the Midwest and he's picking the clash he's got confidence with his game and I think he's going to have a good day 
good weekend. Guys like that you get excited for because, you know, I mean, that we know the level of this field. That This is a good opportunity to have some uh, good competition. You know, I, I, I get excited for guys that may get a few purple bracket wins where maybe they've gone to a couple of these other tournaments and, uh, you know, maybe not experienced success because they get really deep. Uh, go ahead, Matt. Uh, Chad Dory's a great pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a lot of fun playing with him and I've, in Sussex, and I, I've seen him in a couple other places too. And I tell you what, I—you've never seen a guy guy smiling as often as Chad Darty smiling. He, that dude is just happy. He's happy, dude. He's always joking around. He's having a good time, and he and he can play a little team between two uh, for sure. He, um, you know, I, we played that match in Sussex, and he ended up, you know, he lost. I chipped in on one of Baja before when you could drive one of Baja, so he he kind of caught ran into a little bit of bad luck there. Um, shot a power round and, and lost on that first hole. So he can certainly play some golf. Uh, he's traveling up there. Uh, he's, he lives, he, he travels around with Ben Russell and those guys, they all kind of come out of that Cape Girardeau area. Uh, gotcha. so that's, I think they got, they maybe have him Jeff pools there too. So I think they've got a, got a group coming, cool. uh, which has got, uh, that's, that's awesome. Right. That's what you like to see is groups like that traveling. Um, agree with your comments on Russ completely. Bill Reed, uh, he was in the eighth group last time. Yes, he was. We kind of walked through whether you know what what to do with him. Um, you were you were kind of big on him, Gino, uh, before. I'll see if you back that one this time or not. Um, one player in here that that, that I've played with uh, in St. Louis, I think it was St. Louis two or three years ago, was Josh Winkler. Uh, he he certainly had some game. Uh, I don't know how much he's been playing recently, um, but he he definitely had the tools at the time. And I got to figure that he's held through. I think he travels around with Puff and those guys. Uh, and so he'll be kind of close-ish to home if, I, if I'm remembering right. So for those reasons, I'm going to take Josh Winkler on this one. Interesting. Uh, he came to the first Carolina clash. Um, so this is where this Southeast, this great Southeast knowledge of mine comes into play. Yeah, it's time to shine, you know. Uh, this, is, this is where this comes in because um, first off, you guys don't know Andy Baker. Andy Baker is a very capable player. His career highlight is finishing in the top eight at the closest to the pin at the Worlds last year uh, when we were there. He was a part of the closest to the pin. Uh, Did he thing. just go out there to participate in the closest to the pin? Uh, no, no. He, I mean, he, he gets like – because he goes to Vegas all the time and he gets okay. held up at the win and all that stuff. He owns a bar in Columbia, and so that's, that's how we know him. Um, he actually provided a couple of the machines for the Carolina class last year. and. Um, so he, yeah, he was just, you know, he was going out there and yeah, he wanted to give it a shot made the top eight. I think he got 50 bucks for it too. And uh very capable player downside doesn't play stouts. So, um, you know, good for him. Yeah. That's I mean, right. Sticking to his gun. Might, might be maniacs or something. I don't, I can't remember. It might be no, Titans. Um, mobile, maybe not. Yeah. James Hickey, J- James Hickey, very capable of making, made this cut last year. Uh, I've seen him in Florida. He is the best player in this group. I know that for a fact. And yep. uh, we're going to go James Hickey. Uh, Russ Layton would not surprise me, though. Okay, he comes in and makes cuts. Okay, he's not bad at Golden Tee. Contrary no. to what he'll let you believe, I've seen him make cuts and still haul machines. So, I, you know, that wouldn't surprise me if it happened like that. Group. He'll, he'll, he'll tell everybody in that building that he's only played the new tee boxes four times. <laughs> yeah. It was all in Nashville. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh group seven uh billy guffey making his second tournament appearance uh brad tuttle brandon feldmeyer dustin anderson 
Gary Durkee, and I'm going to spend some time talking about him, uh, Kelly Ambrose, Mike Muse, and Steve Silk. Go ahead, Matt Van Hoosier. Uh, first off, props to Steve Silk. If anybody hasn't seen it, uh, it's too late to enter, but he and his uh, Trash House crew up in New Jersey have been offering a free entry to your event based on invites sent to them. Uh, so props to that. That's a, that's a really cool promo. It sounds like they've kind of maxed out on the number of invites they're going to be able to play before they leave for the clash. <laughs> uh, so they're going to get those done tonight and tomorrow, I think, and then draw a winner. So hopefully they had a lot of luck with that and a lot of fun. Um, Brad Tuttle uh, might not make it to the clash if he drives that same dune buggy thing as he did last year. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'll make the trip again. It was really cool looking, don't get me wrong, but to take that all the way from, uh, from uh, what was it, Charlotte, uh, yeah. all the way down there, <laughs> Columbia, man. Uh, he certainly got a lot of heads turned. Uh, Mike Muse isn't going to finish the qualifier, so that's not going to matter. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you can't trust it. You really can't. He's you good can. enough to. You, 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 you may as well be betting on Richard King, right? Yeah, yeah. He's good. Honestly, he could be one of the best players in this group. I he might be, him. but if he can't finish the qualifier, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I guess I'm, I'm down to uh, Dustin Anderson, Lee's Wears the St. Louis Cardinals hat. I got to give him some respect for that. Shout out to the Cardinals for 16 straight and hopefully 17 straight. I haven't seen the, the uh, scores tonight. Uh, Billy Guffey, I met in St. Louis, and he was a real fun dude. Um, but I didn't get a chance to play with him. So I can't, uh, can't venture a guess on that one. Um, so I'll go with the hometown boy. I'm going to go with Kelly Ambrose. Kelly Ambrose. And I, you know, he's probably a guy I've like met 14 times. I just don't remember meeting him. Probably. Uh, he's helping yeah. to run machines now. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned the Carolina clash kickoff tournament. That was this past week. Brad Tuttle did finish third in that, uh, handicap event. Um, interesting group here. Um, this is another part where my Southeast knowledge can shine. Uh, let me just, you guys don't know this name on here, but Gary Durkee. And let me just go uh, before we, before I make a pick and let oh, Bernsey right. go. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll just allow me to. No, I was going to say, I, I know the name. I've learned it through Chris yeah, Brewer. Yeah, yeah. I believe he's been training with Chris Brewer. Yes. Okay. So, oh, you have some confidence because he's been coming up here. I, I've, I've seen it. Um. He's trying to get better. I think he's been down there maybe this week. Um, but let me just, I, as far as the professional side of this, let me just, just spend some time with him because he's uh, an important guy we've come to meet just in the last month. Um, just a kind of a golden tea fanatic who owns uh, seven restaurants in the upstate, of, that's been serving the upstate of South Carolina for almost 20 years now. And he um, was basically, well, he found out there, you guys have golden tea tournaments? Oh, they're national. Oh, I'll be there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he came up, he met me. I think he was playing with the detonator set oh, um, wow. or something like that. And he, uh, oh, and uh, well, he, God, I can't, oh, I think he was playing the barrages. I, I, but um, he, uh, you know, just a weird way of playing. But he was like, but I'll bet anybody at Baja, you know, just a really cool guy. Um, <laughs> And it was for it was good fortune because the early in the Nashville trip he got to meet Mike and Billy Muse, and um, since then they formed a bond. And uh, now Gary Durkee has committed one thousand dollars to the Carolina Clash Pot. Uh, if you'll look on our, our if you look on our cards, uh, Sadler uh, is it the farm at Sadler? No, no, it was a uh, Saluda River Grill and Arnold's of Belton. Both will be on our player card this year that I designed. Um, and he's also offering $1,000 to the end of the year tournament as well. 
Thank you, Gary. Gary yeah, Stefan, nice job, Gary. And, and he's going to be. Uh, we we welcomed him with open arms. We're, we're, we really like this guy, so we're um, we're we're excited to expand our family there. Um, I needed to take some time because he he deserves a lot of thanks, and he's really embraced this a lot. Um, that's from the professional side. However, this is still a Golden Tee tournament, and uh, I'm sure he's been training. I hope he does well. I am. Uh, I'm between two guys, and I, I, Brad Tuttle can put it together. I know he's good enough to put it together. He may, he did sneak into the cut last year at the Carolina Clash. Once again, different field, smaller field. Uh, capable of doing it. Uh, got some games in this past week. Um, yeah, I, I feel good about that pick. So I'm going Brad Tuttle. Brian Bernhardt, you have the floor, my friend. Yeah, so, uh, you know, once again, you know, just piggyback on that career jerky. That's It's very generous. You know, it's – so appreciated in a, in a time where um, it's unknown how many players are going to be in an event and you're just, just throwing money into it because you love the game. It's very appreciated. So thanks again for that, Gary. I also know that, that he has been with Chris a couple of times, I think in the last month or so trying to, you know, and, and what, what a, you know, like mentioned before, Brewer's my pick, you know, so it's learning from one of the best players in Golden Tee right now. Uh, Kelly Ambrose, uh, he's my roommate, Matt, you know, I know, uh, um, <laughs> He's a, he's a good player, um, a good dude, not, yeah. not my pick. And um, I'm kind of, uh, I'm going with a little bit of a theme here. Uh, my pick for group seven is kind of tied into my group eight pick. And I'm going to go with the trash house, one, two punch. And I'm going to go with Steve Silk in group seven and Joanna Cruz in group eight. All right. Very, very so nice. That kind of segues like us into group eight. So group eight, and uh, as Brian has already given his pick, but here is the group. Uh, Brandon Slice competing in his, I think, eighth Golden Tee tournament, and you would never know it. Uh, James Mulkey, Joanna Cruz, Lauren Menso, Steve Laskowski, and Tim Boyer. It's funny almost because I think Tim Boyer might be the best player in this group. I don't know. Um, and, and one thing, one thing to keep in mind: this is James Mulkey's fortieth birthday weekend, too. Correct? Yeah, uh, he he is the absolute last person I'm picking. Just in this cross group. him off. Yeah, <laughs> it's not happening. No, nope. um, he, he, he might not make the qualifier or his bracket. Yeah, no, he is. Uh, he, <laughs> but he would buy a drink for everybody in the building. But he'll be there the whole time. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> he'll be the first person to get. He'll be the first person to get uh, you know put on the clock and DNF'd while at the location. Yes. We, we were joking actually this past Sunday, and me and Billy was like, "So if James Mulkey decided to buy your inventory, how much? I mean, what it costs?" He goes, "He can't afford that." All right, I'm like, well, I, I better have a number. Six say he might, but he said, "No, I got about thirty thousand inventory." I'm like, "I don't know." I mean, he, I mean, he spent about. I think a he's quarter. got a credit card where he can get that with. Yeah, Just he, make sure he's, he's got a number. That's the important part. He he spent about a quarter of that buying up the inventory at the last NIV. Uh, and you know, he's he probably capable, anyways. Brandon Slice, James Mulkey, Joanna Cruz, Laura Manso, Steve Laskowski, Tim Boyer. Uh, so Burns, he's already gone with uh, but Joanna Cruz. Joanna. I mean, she, she's a great player. Um, got a chance to talk with her a lot in Sussex, and I know, you know, like you said earlier, Matt, shout out to the trash house for what they were doing, you know, uh, giving away a free entry to this tournament, and you know. The, and it's not just Steve and Joanna, uh, Lauren, and, and the rest of the Trash House gang there in New Jersey. Some of the most passionate people about Golden Tee, and it's, it's just so great to see them um, able to 
traveled to Columbia and just seen them at these tournaments. Uh, it's nice to meet people. It's not money money motivated in Golden Tee to just come around. It's it, you know it, it seems really pure with them. Um, Matt, go ahead with your uh, your pick. Well, I, I tell you, Brinzi, I, I like the Joanna pick because, like I said, she can play. Yeah, and she's been to, to several tournaments this year specifically. I think their first one was Sussex uh, well, that they'd made it to. Yeah, and then Orlando. Right? Yeah, and then oh yeah, and then they were yeah they were in Orlando. Uh, so yeah, I, and I saw both of them play at those tournaments. They should, you know they, they've got the feel of it now, right? They, they're not getting surprised by what's going on. They they kind of know what to expect. So that's that's a lot uh, a big help. Um, <laughs> It's funny that you mentioned, you know, Tim Boyer might be the best player in this group because as you're reading the names off, I was like, man, Tim Boyer might be the best player in this group. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean that in a bad way, right? It's just no, no. the name's there and somebody's the best. Uh, I, I haven't seen much out of uh, Brandon Slice. Like you said, he's been to a few tournaments, but I've never I've never seen him play or played played with him. Uh, so I'm going to go with Tim. I am. Uh, I think the Boyer, the Boyer presence here will be strong and uh, he's going to he's going to surprise turn some heads get purple bracket and maybe win a couple matches um i like it. i'd love the joanna pick i actually think she also might be the best player in this group um tim boyer is a solid pick um yeah we're not uh, <laughs> uh james mulkey of course not brandon slice um it's funny i remember him making the he made the cut the first carolina clash number 31 never made a cut and never came close to making a cut in his life and that was a really really happy moment for him um but i I just keep looking at this it's it's between tim and joe and i think i'm gonna go joe because they're ready they've been preparing they're all excited about the clash they're super engaged um i think you'll see them really give themselves a good effort to be successful. So I'm going Joanna Cruz. Can I give you guys maybe an Easter egg? I love it. I mean, oh, now after we're done making our picks. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, well, because he, he's not in the group. <laughs> uh, but okay. uh, like I said, this is the, I've been told, and it's only 50-50. But, you know, we've got an old buddy named Steve Sobe that might be coming to town this next weekend. And oh. uh, th- that's just rumor. Like I said, I, th- they said 50-50. That's what this person told me. So um, we'll have to see, but I would love and, it. And, and I mean, and for those that don't know, he made an appearance at the last NIV. And it was, uh, I, I've known Sobe since I started playing 20 years ago, you know, and it's still, still kind of starstruck feeling even though he's a good friend of mine you know he's one of the originals the mr blue button um got a chance to play a few games with them you know uh was standing there while uh, having a conversation with Sobe and it was stenmark stenmark and it was like this is a, <laughs> two faces that are on mount rushmore as far as i'm concerned you know and and uh yeah i mean he doesn't play anymore but i mean he's if there's anybody in the world that could treat golden tea like riding a bike. It's Steve Sobe. It was. Uh, it'd be really nice to see him around. I, I, I actually, I'll let you guys know that at last NIV, I, I actually asked Steve if I could qualify with him, and I asked Sobel. I'll ask Sobel if we could do it. And uh, the, if you want to see the happiest, Seth, Seth Harris, Seth Harris played with us, and he had never met Steve. I, I, that's the first time I had seen Steve since he had hair. I think that's pr- he had last time. Right. I saw yeah, him. He's pretty bald now. And <laughs> he, uh, well, we were playing together and I've never forgotten this about him, but what the way he puts, 
normally a person generally puts a decent amount of force into the putt. You need a good follow through. You feel confidence with your putt. That's what I've always said. For him, he has this barely, it's almost like he chushes a putt. I mean, it's so awkward to look at. He was doing the thing, and he was making like right tens on uh, Grand Teton. And just, I mean, it looked like he was barely, I mean, he was chushing it or something. It was just weird. Uh, and, but, and Gino, and, and he, that's for the saying that the Sobe safe, he could put himself anywhere on the green and be Sobe you know safe, got, and he would make that putt. That's if you know you got that putter, then you didn't got to be close. You know, the, the, the most awkward thing for him, by the way, and he was playing Titans at the time. We played Lake Powell, and um, he never knew when it, when you look down and it reads Cliff. It, that's basically fairway. Um, yeah. And, and so we're on this, was it uh, 16 with a double-tiered par four? And uh, he's down on the side of the cliff, and, yeah, he has his lob wedge out or whatever, and he's treating it like almost like a bunker shot or something like takes that. It pl- yeah, takes it all the way over. Oh, no, and then, he, uh, and then he literally looks at the stream, and he goes, nice design, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. He goes, nice, uh, yeah, nice, nice design, Zelensky. That's what it was. <laughs> I'm sure there was no other colorful words in that sentence. Uh, oh yeah, there was no. Yeah, but you understand though. I mean, he he had uh, he had started off the qualifier really well, and then uh, it kind of just went south right there. Um, well, that but, is a nice Easter egg though, right? Or an egg or Easter egg, whatever. And egg like I said, is. if it happens, and that, that's like I said, that's yeah, a yeah. rumored Easter egg. I can't, I, I can't make that definite. But last I heard, he was 50-50, and he. Uh, he wanted to come down. He had told me at the last NIB that he was going to come to Columbia, but then the pandemic happened, obviously. So, so on, on that note of, of Sobe being kind of in the area, at least in the same part of the country, you know, it was just the other day when I was kind of thinking about, you know, I, I never got an opportunity to go to the old Mount Airy tournaments. Where are they now? Where, where, where's Dina? Where is, um, I can't remember who else was from out, you know, from that area, you so, know, they, they closed the Backstreet Pavilion uh, in uh, 2014, I think is when it was, 2014, 2015. Now, was that um, Sobe's dad's place then? Yeah, yeah. No, he, when he left IT, that was he went home to go run that place. And uh, I don't know what the deal was, but they closed. Uh, he's since then gone on to sell mattresses. He right. owns a mattress store for a living. And uh, I think he does, I guess, pretty well with that. Um when he he said he had seen Dean, uh, and that's what, when I t- asked him about it, it was at the NIB, um, and it was actually kind of funny to hear him talk because we actually put it the announcer said we were just talking during the qualifier, and uh, I asked him when he started playing Golden. He said 1994, <laughs> and I was like, shit, dude. And then it, and it was about the four guys in in, in the Mount Airy area, which was Dean Nutt, and I think Waldo Tobler was another one. Yeah, and uh, Eddie, was, yeah. Yeah, and there was uh, and there was one one more, and uh, yeah, that's how all that started. But yeah, he said he's still around. I, I don't, uh, I can't remember what he said he was doing, but um, yeah, I guess they still, you know, Adam Ashley doesn't live too far away from him, um, so I don't know if they'll hitch a ride. But it would be awesome to see him. I, you know, I always love seeing Steve. He, you know, it was always said he was really kind of important, especially early on in my Golden Tee experiences. So. Is, is Steve Cook's not coming to the tournament? Uh, no, he I I tagged him a couple times with some social media stuff, but you know it was um, I never I never heard from him. He came last year, um, but yeah, no, I haven't heard from him. Um, my worst fear: David Duncan just shows up. I mean, it's you know, it would be my luck, but you know, 
he he you know uh, he would tell nobody that he's coming, and then all of a sudden he'll show up. So what now? What group would he be in? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he could only complicate things. He really could. But, uh, you know, that being said, he lives in Daytona. It's, you know, not. Are you sure? Last I heard. Unless, the machine's registered there. Yeah, so, I guess the I mean, machine's registered. There, right? I'm sure. No, I guess that doesn't mean a damn thing, does it? <laughs> he could live in Mississippi. God, no, he could live here in Greenville, South Carolina. I wouldn't even know it. But um, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, my, my fear, yeah, he might just show up. You know, that could happen. We'll see what happens. Um, anything else, guys? I appreciate you guys coming on as always. I'm I am uh jealous uh to the max uh that I that you guys get to play this weekend, and I'm sad that I don't get to play. But uh, both you guys hit the ball well, yeah. Dallas, Dallas is time. coming, Maddie. That What's Dallas that? is I said Dallas is coming. That's oh, right. Oh, and by the way, we had talked about this, and I, I need we actually bring this up a little bit. I mean, because Sobel and I were talking, but um, that Texas tournament. We said there were only one in-house machine, right? On top of the twenty. Uh, one that was updated. One that was updated. Yeah, no, that's was, I don't think it was updated. I think it was like a twenty, uh, whatever it was. But yeah. Well, something like Gator's got the breaking news, though. It well, no, it's not that, but it, it appears Shane's been able to get a hold of eight or ten. So cool. Um, oh. That's going to be cool. I hear the venue doesn't serve food without, like, we'll have food trucks and shit. So okay, that, that'll be a, that'll be a different time uh but uh, yeah i mean and, and like i told you guys earlier um i hope i can be there you know it, it could be a yeah. big deal with you know the, the points leaders uh, me, me being in the top 32 obviously but uh i have a real job now and there's a there's a chance that i might not be able to take time off that weekend so i'm gonna yeah. uh gotta got some airline things to, to try to work out before that weekend and some people to talk to but uh but yeah, I'm really hoping I'm able to figure out a way to get there. But I hope so too, man. Hey, Brian, I just, I just, I just now this is hot breaking news too. I just got a text from Don Passione. He says, "About time." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yes. Oh, did you? I didn't ask. You guys love that Don because I, I it's now my definitely by far my most listened to podcast. And it's the most I get the the most. Oh, the Don one's great. Yeah, that was yeah, the, be, the best not. version of him. Best version of him. It, it, before before the podcast, he had already been starting, and he had gone for like ten minutes already. And I'm like, all right, Don, I got to press record, dude. Oh, right? I got to hit record. Yeah, come on, man. And, and the, I mean, the thing that was obvious about Don is is how much he still loves Golden Tea. Yeah. Like, this is a man that's going to take his passion for it, you know, with him the rest of his life. It, he just can't get away from it, you know. Yeah. Um, if and. If it was up to him, he would still be a consultant of some sort for IT just to kind of have his hands in some of those decisions. Yeah, and just, you know, I think he wants to see some of this uh, stuff they were building, you know, to the other side. And, uh, you know, he'll never get probably the credit he deserves for, you know, I think where we are now uh, as far as the game's concerned. Um I think community is always the word we drive home the most. And right now it's the most um, hyperactive it's ever been. It's the most uh, engaging it's ever been. And, uh, you know, guys that, you know, had visions in the early days taken over like him, uh, you know, they deserve a lot of credit. So uh, I was happy to get to it. Brian Bernhardt, you deserve a lot of credit too, because you made the contact for me. Yeah. me, me, me and Don have had a lot of off the record conversations and uh, we, we've been, we've been good for several years now. So uh, 
more than happy to help you, you know, help get the stars aligned for you. But but before we sign off, I did kind of want to talk a little bit of mobile, um, actually, because um, oh, Matt, Matt's, just... Matt's really excited about this. Hold on. He's getting his notes out. Uh, I, I love to hear about well, but it, <laughs> listen to, to your, your pause with, with Chad and, and you do have more more listeners that are listening about it. And um, the, the, the main thing that I kind of wanted to kind of bring up that, that I hope that we're able to do down the road is that crossover. I think that's the, 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 the biggest thing. I mean, I, I'm not here to, to bring up how things went in Nashville, how to run a mobile tournament at the same time as an arcade tournament. Like those are things that just aren't feasible at this point, but just hearing you talk to the guys and, and Chad, and I say Chad, Chad Trumpet is talking about each individual mobile player and how great of a person they are, how they're like friends before they even met and, and how similar it, it is to when, you know, the early days of what came out, you know, yeah, early days out, of what know? we were doing. I mean, really, it, I mean, this is what we were doing 30 years, 20 years ago. I mean, it, and, and I hope that, and I think right now, me personally, I feel that some of the arcade guys, not that they're jealous, but it's like, well, it seems like IT is focusing on mobile. And I think that's true for the most part, because it's easy for them to focus on something that doesn't require so much legwork you know, for lack of better words. Um, but I do hope that um, a lot of the arcade guys, because uh, that's what we're called, the golden, if you play a cabinet, you're a cabinet, you're an arcade guy, keep an open mind with the mobile guys because these guys have been around about a year or two. Uh, remember when you first started playing Golden Tee Golf, whenever it was, whether it was four or live or whenever it was, when you were just starting to meet new people and starting to go to tournaments, this thing is new, but there's a real big chance this gets really big and um, just don't burn any bridges along the way. Just We all got to get along because we all love the same game. Well said, Brian. Um, the Golden Team, first off, um, Chad's been incredible. Chad is uh, calling these matches, <laughs> watching them every week, and no disrespect to, to Adam at all, but Chad, Chad gets it. But Chad he kills gets it. it, and Chad gets it, and he kills it. I mean, it, it's – I I wish I had the cadence and uh, the way able to speak without saying um all the time or okay or, you know, you know, you guys know my mannerisms. But the, you know, the way – he's just so smooth about it. I, it it's really makes me jealous almost. But he – he gets to know these guys pretty well before, you know, they even, you even see their name on, on the screen. Uh, he knows where they're from, you know, and he has a gift where he can actually just, it registers to him. He knows your name and actually where you're from. It's just a weird gift he has, uh, but he's done well with it. Um, the golden team mobile group, like I, I say all the time, they turn out for my podcast. And then if you think in the world of uh, golden T arcade and how much content there is to consume, in the world of Gold Tea Arcade, outside the game itself, things like word of mouth, things like you know, Jason Stark, um, Trash House, Trash House, any, any, anybody that wants to go online, CJ who commands a lot of the internet as well, he, uh, you know, he, you know, all that stuff, you know, there's a lot to consume. Golden Tea Mobile doesn't have that, and uh, so when when I make a podcast and. I mean, they've said to me, and, and Chad just gave me a whole bunch of responses from these guys, and I need to be better about connecting with them. But, uh, I mean, they're talking like, dude, if you did this weekly, we would listen and listen often. And uh, 
you know, it's something I really can't produce that much of, but I, I definitely want to keep them in mind because they're a growing community. Yeah. And yeah. another thing I'd like to add, Gino, is I just leveled up to 40. All right. So, so I was going to ask I, you, I was going to ask you which level you got into now. Because last I, I, time I you just, were at like uh, 34 or something, right? Yeah. So I, I just got to 40 and, and I was so excited because I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to play my, you know, and then I'm building up my gold because I'm, I'm that guy. I'm not spending a dime. You know, I'm, I've been going this whole way without spending any money. And so I'm like, oh, sweet. I'm going to, I'm going to play my first pro match, you know, hundred gold. Here I go. And there's Mr. Golden T and Tilt Nasty. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, I know. Just, just throw me in with the sharks in my first game. So back, I went over to my, uh, in the other contest, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it is really a neat community and, and it is cool that there's, there's there is that crossover. Yeah, the world champion Tony Johnson. You got Tilt Nasty, Riley Hitchcock. You've got, you know, Larry Foster, who played years and years Greg ago. Greg Kinsler. And Greg Kinsler, uh, Evan Gossett. Uh, but I think before we finish talking about mobile, Lance Harris. That I don't know if you saw that match. It's so painful to watch oh. now. He just, it's it's to the point now where you're not. You, you want him to win. You want him to win, right? You can see it. He qualifies on him. You want him to win, but you're just like, you're waiting for it. Yeah. What's going to happen this time? And so he's not capable. I mean, he's he's one of the best golden TRK players in the world. The guy with, with you know. He's one of the best, best gold, of the, yeah. golden yeah. T-Mobile players. players say he's the one of the best golden T-Mobile players in the world right now. It was, he, if, if, if you guys haven't heard this story about this, but he I think he qualified all 16 Yep. weeks last year in gold t-mobile and yes, he didn't did. and he actually and then he put the game down he literally did stop playing right after all this and it wasn't until those guys he went and actually saw those guys in uh vegas at the golden t-mobile world championship and then he finally picked it back up my stomach literally just came out of my chest i mean it just i i could not believe he missed i mean that was one a tough shot on 18 um he left himself a really long leave, but I mean, once he missed that, I'm just like, hey, no, not again. Just and it. for those that don't know that they didn't watch, it, I mean, and it, these YouTube videos are ten minutes long of, of these yeah, matches. Go, go watch and, them. Right. Go yeah. watch them. It, it Trump did a great job commenting, and there's it's it's a quick, nice ten minute match. Um, whole it was whole ten at Juniper Falls, and uh, his opponent went first and hit a shot that was what 15, 20 feet away over the hill. And then uh, Lance went around with a sniper, and the sniper ball is the one that kind of sticks on the green. And he had a sixty-foot putt, and which is not the easiest, you know. But for these guys, it, you know, with ninety-five out of hundred, they make it, and and it went right. Now, the only thing I could think of is maybe he thought that he was going to lose by GSPs. I don't know because he didn't have a whole lot. But on the, that's the thing; they don't know. It, it's not heads it, up like when we're playing. Yeah, that's got to be weird. Uh, to play a match like that, yeah, in that in that way. Well, I mean, like I said, you what they do is they basically play it on their own ahead of time, like, and you should see it because there is no timer on your phone. Like, I mean, if you have like a jacked up moment or whatever, like Chad will say, he he'll actually step away from his phone, go grab a a thing of bourbon or whatever, and just you know chill for a second before he hits his next shot. Um, and I, then I they do just, like what they, they I do like what they've done though, as far as the screen when you're watching the stream or the the match where they show you, they update you at the GSPs. You really do know where they're at every yeah. time. So I'm not sure if that's Andy that does that, but but kudos to whoever is making yeah. it more watchable. Yeah, and it's and, awesome. yeah, it's funny. Andy uh, Andy is the one that edits, edits us up. And then Shrump, actually, he, you'd think he had a microphone. He just goes out to his truck. That's all he does. He goes out to his truck, 
and he sits there with his phone and he calls those matches and it sounds clean as fuck. Yeah. I, 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 I live the most acoustic truck ever made. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and, 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 and they made him stop. And I think he said, uh, all right, here, live from the Ford F-150 studios in Indianapolis. <laughs> but, but, he, but he is a car guy, right? He's been in the industry for like two decades, you oh, know, yeah. or more than 20 years. So mm-hmm. wouldn't surprise me if he's got his own little studio inside of his truck. <laughs> yeah. Um, how did you finish in the league, Brian? Oh, I think I finished 12th out of 14. Is that good or no? Uh, well, okay. You have 14. It's not See, last. I, I never understood how this group was. Uh, you were in a group, I think, ahead of me. I don't know, maybe because based on your average or what, whatever you were. It was based was, on good looks. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm back in the, I'm way back in the line. Uh, Web is the group I was in, which was the lowest group. I finished third. I will be moving on to the next group. Uh, that, that, that's what they call being promoted. Yeah, you say uh, you're promoted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is a, it's a constantly fluid system. You're constantly playing with people at your level. And once we got to the playoffs, I was upgrading every time. And Brian, I, I wish you know I could be that guy that didn't spend money on it, but unfortunately, I got to the point where I couldn't grind like that. And so I went to the. I, I went to my first time ever buying one of those big time multi boxes or whatever they are is it gives me 2000 worth of gold and gave me like a hundred balls and things like that. And so I went, and, you know, you buy that nine wood comes in handy. That seven wood comes in handy. Have you not bought those? Nope. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I, I, I hit my five wood with backspin, man. Come on, Jeff McClellan. But that's the thing. Like, I, I know I'm going to earn it. You know, I've got like 12 or 1300 gold you know, my account, you know, and I'll, I'll buy those things eventually. I'm just going to try to keep on winning whatever I can. And, and it, it's, it's that non-stout factor. It, it's my stubbornness, whatever it is. I just, <laughs> I made that decision that, I mean, if my wife saw anything with golden tea on her bank account, <laughs> I mean, come on, be the last you see me guys. Yeah. I, 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 I get that. Uh, so, I mean, do you hit a lot of stock shots in that means you don't use golf ball or I mean, how- I, I play a lot of grabbers. Yeah, you get a lot of those. A lot of backspins, and then, um, and yeah, I I just I I don't use. uh, There's a lot of shots where I look like, oh, a sniper would be nice here, but I only have three, so I'm going to save him for another round, you know, Um, and that's that's kind of how I've been playing. But it's obvious. I'm almost at that point right now to where it's like I'm I'm obviously at a disadvantage, Um, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to play stouts. You're not going to let that stop you. No, no, no. no. But I mean, that, that being said, I mean, we all adopted a nine wood one day in our lives or an eight wood or whatever your high lock right. du jour is. Um, those things are ex- essential to being successful in Golden Tee. I mean, as much as, you know, a guy like Jeff McClellan, who plays just a wackier version of this game than I could ever do it. Uh, but, you know, yeah, the, all these things are helpful. And especially when you sit there and watch these guys online, I'm like, yeah, I want to start doing some of that stuff. These uh, two iron snipers or whatever you're seeing, you know, they're, they're stinger shots. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I mean, these guys are, are crazy. Uh, one of the matches I saw was Riley Hitchcock versus um, Sam Hines. And he's you talking about that whole 17, that's that stinger that, that went in. That was money for him. I sat there and looked at that win. There? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I sat there. I'm like, I looked at that shot. I'm like, dude, he makes this in his sleep. Yeah. And you know, he and he nailed it, and it, it knocked it knocked Riley out. And then he's been the best player in the tournament. He just has some, you know, kind of brain fart moments, I guess. Um, 
but he's kind of developed. He's they, they everybody says he's the one that's changing the game right now. He's the one that's changing all this. And uh, I guess you know when you're, it's such a math game. I mean, it's really such a math game that you know these guys that are wired that way that can just you know calculate that thing over in that little box. Um, it's a lot more dialed in than I could ever be. That's for sure. And, and real quick, you know, then we could segue real, you know, back to the arcade side, but there's a lot of brilliant minds on the mobile side. You know, they created that league that we were just talking about. Uh, they're putting together the first player run tournament sometime, you know, in the uh, probably around the spring of next year around Chicago. Um, come on. We, someone's got to step up on the arcade side and get, get some leagues going. I, I mean, I, I don't know who's going to do it, um, but that's, that's part of this this whole crossover thing that I started this conversation with, where um, how come they can do this and we can't? Like, where where's what what's what's stopping the tens of thousands of Golden Tee arcade players from having an avenue to play in a league, a remote league? You know, something that you can go into any bar that's got a dartboard online and play in a league and see the person you're playing against. Yeah, I, I think the key there, and this is probably the next project for Matt Van Hoosier, is uh, developing a real a system that works for everybody. Because I think that's always been the complexities of doing a league um, where the handicap. Mean, yeah, and when you're handicapping things, you know, especially in the world of arcade, things get really testy when it comes to that stuff. And uh, that's why I'm, I'm, we're working on systems right now. I tried something this past week uh, at, the, uh, at the Carolina Clash kickoff tournament. Actually, we'll tell you guys here in a second. That is trying to improve that handicap system uh, a little bit. But, you know, the, you got you to gotta limit the, the want to sandbag and the idea of sandbagging. Because I think that's what clouds everybody mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to doing stuff like that. So when it comes to a league, I don't, I, I don't know how... You know, it would take what we said before, a really dedicated person to uh, would really be able to put something together like that. But I think it's more than one person, though, because the mobile league is ran by multiple people. And and I think when, when I say league, it's, you know, the, the reason that the mobile league works is because of the multiple divisions, you know, and so the league is, is handicapped by the divisions that are built. Well, yeah, league. it's a scratch league, but you, you're yeah. sort you're, of you're playing their life. Yeah scratch mm-hmm. you know and so because of the system that we have in place with with golden to the arcade version you know we should be able to find a way and then after a season if someone's playing really really good well they're moving up you know and it's it's just like the old its tournament system where if, if you won money in bronze you're moving up to silver you win money in silver you're moving up to gold you know if you don't win for two months or whatever then you move down you know oh. something similar to that there's gotta I, be a way I to think, make it before before covid hit or not covid i'm sorry not COVID. before the watchdog stuff hit with the arcade version we were starting to see a little bit of that right you guys had your your a group ultimate cycle group that you would do uh bernsey with you and evan and paul and those guys i was a, a part of one or two of them as well with uh, the ultimate, yeah yeah that was fun yeah. some b groupers those were really fun they took a while to do because we played all the courses but i, I think you were kind of starting to get where you'd have a couple of different organizers for a couple of different flights there. And those were a bit self-regulating, right? If you, if you went in there and dominated, you kind of got kicked out because nobody wanted to donate all their money to you. And then you have to go find a new one, but they were really fun to do. So you'd go find a new one to do with the guys that were next level up. And, and some of the guys, you know, who weren't quite as good at it. 
or, or you were kind of donating, they'd drop out the bottom end, but they'd still want to do it. So they'd find another group of people. And I think that was starting to form. And then the watchdog thing totally yeah. ruined it all because it just, it, it, it put too much variability into how you can play those invites. And so I think that kind of wrecked everything. And I mean, obviously the watchdog has been, you know, I'll, I'll say in air quotes fixed, right. It's been greatly reduced over the last say six months or so. But I haven't seen those get started back up again at any level, honestly. Uh, and so that's that's unfortunate because those are really fun to do. And that's, that's a good point. And, and I might even try to reach out and get another ultimate cycle going because because those are fun. And, and there really is not an easy way to handicap it because you'd have to go course by course to tear up Golden Park, you know. But uh, but yeah, with the watchdog, because, it, you know, the way that we broke it down was you'd have like 10 courses and, um, you know, have a couple of years that you'd be able to win money you know, first and second place payout over your 10 courses. Yep. Um, but we would drop one or two depend, you know, just uh, because of the watchdog, you know, and so, and then it became a, a mind game. You, you went up there and you just, you didn't know which course is going to reboot. And it just, that really did suck the fun out of it. So, so maybe now that things are kind of, well, especially since, these courses have been out for so long. We're not going to get new courses, is, so we need to figure out a way to spice it up. And the ultimate yeah. cycle that's uh, and and round robins like that are a way to do it. And it, I know your GTM mobile leagues. Uh, those those are what eight or ten weeks. Is that what those are last? I think it was seven weeks. Seven or weeks. Eight, seven. Yeah, seven weeks. Um, so this this season it was like I said you played two weeks. Uh, it's a double round robin, and then during the middle of the season they we had a mid season tournament. We almost uh, won that. Yeah, we yeah, got, like, you, you had a run. Yeah, that, that's right. Right around. And during, I was playing my matches during Nashville. Yeah, that was that's great. <laughs> on that Monday. Uh, and then, uh, you know, and then you finished the season out. And then, uh, like, I, I guess my group top six made the playoffs. And then they had 11 through 15 tournament. If you finished 11 through 15 in my group, you were in a tournament. I think Courtney Black Kinsler won that one, or maybe Jed Donnelly. I don't, I don't remember. Uh, but then, I, like I said, I, I finished third, so the, that'll promote it on up. It's a, it's really it's a, quite engaging. I, I, was, I was very impressed with well, the whole thing. And my point is, like the durations of the two are, are similar. Like Brian was saying, if you play ten or so courses for the week uh, for mm -hmm. the ultimate cycle, you're looking at eight, eight and a half weeks there. A lot of people choose to do less. You can yeah. make it take as little or as long as you as you want to take. And I think it's a, kind of a similar format or not format, but duration at least. What you see them. That's right now. And I, I think the, the one thing that was kind of the turnoff would be the $100 entry. So, well, it, and it, yeah, that's, it, that's if, kind of a if, if we, thing. If we sure. could even make it a, a $25 or $50 entry, and instead of making it a $10 per invite, $5 per invite, but we're getting 20, 25, 30 guys in it, or girls, mm -hmm. you know, 30 people in it, you know, we could make that work. I mean, there's really no easy way of, and that's one of the other problems is I'm manually inputting the scores in a spreadsheet. Yep. You know, there's, there's no automation to it you know which i'll volunteer my time just to kind of it's so much fun it's i, I love the old yeah. courses yeah i love the challenge of the old courses and and i think it's at this point where we're at with these courses i think it'd be really fun for some people that don't play the old ones as much just to you know experiment you know experience them a little bit more and, and another thing too i don't know if you guys noticed this going back to that crossover again did you guys see what the last two classic course of the weeks were uh, yeah, it was Shire yeah. and no, no. Uh, last week was Elkhorn. Elkhorn, yeah. This, this week is Desert Valley. Do you think we're going to get another mobile course for next week? 
Oh, you're saying okay as far uh, as crossovers. Like get a get a Chandra Peak Week or something like that. Hawthorne. Uh, yeah. Uh, what what I think what they're doing is they're bringing the mobile courses to the classic Could course of the week. Oh. Which I think is a great idea. Maybe. All right. I mean, is Kevin Lindsay going to be doing? I mean, I'm guess, I imagine he's the one that's probably in charge of that. I don't know. Uh, it, I, I think so. And I mean, and and I don't know if you guys remember or not, but I, I helped design the event that had the uh, the classic holes, or I'm sorry, the the mobile holes in the event. Yeah, I, I guess he's been taking a lot of the ideas because he, he he did mouths. I think what a couple weeks ago. Uh, I don't know if that was for home edition or whatever it was, but uh, the, the fall one is mine as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're more than willing to, to listen to suggestions for events for sure. I've, I've solicited ideas from quite a few different folks. Uh, I, and for them, right, it's probably got to get a bit tiring to try to come up with a new thing every single week. Uh, we talk about how Jim's coming up with new ideas for five courses every year. We'll try it, try it 52 times yeah. in one year. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Um, I think I had one one last. Oh yeah, I just a couple last clash things uh, before we get out of here, um, and I think you guys can help appreciate this. That uh, I do, uh, I do have two partners in here that have put a lot of time and uh, a lot of their dollars into making this tournament uh, what it can be. We're going to have an awesome weekend. If I find one single person outside drinking a mini bottle or whatever i will will make an example of you um that's just how my nature is okay these guys have worked hard they've earned the right to have your business and i certainly hope you guys can appreciate that so that's my uh my small little carolina because I, I we had a problem with that from a couple guys and i'm going to make sure that we're not going to have that problem again and uh you know th there's a lot of temptation to do that you know for people that want to save you know but still so you guys can appreciate that, right, guys? Yeah, and that's and that's too bad that you need to bring that up, you know. But yeah. I'm I'm glad that you mm -hmm. did because sometimes people kind of they forget about all the time and money that goes into these events. And and the selling point is is each person it, it averages X amount of dollars when those people are outside drinking something that is not from your establishment that mm -hmm. subtracts from the the whole the, the whole thing that power events goldie tour brought to the table then is it but by doing something like that you're you're affecting the entire it's not a contract but you're you're just you're affecting the the entire uh, uh if, if you uh this is a long shot if you're listening to this podcast and you work at sonic or waffle house or any other places in between the bar and the hotel got bloody to see this weekend and uh, thank you for putting up with us. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. And uh, I need to call them to make sure. I mean, staffing is such a problem right now in the world of food service. But uh, we're going right. yeah, to uh, I need to give them a call to make sure. Hey, just to let you know, we are coming hard this weekend. We will be rolling in. Deep. Happening, yeah. hey, hey, do, you know, do, do you know the story from the, uh, the Sunday night at Waffle House right down at, the road? Have you at the clash? The, the, no, I'd already hiked yeah, out to Greenville. Yeah. Tell me what happened. Waffle House three nights. I think it was the last night. I'm there with with Heasley and McDan. Well, Kristen's falling asleep in the booth, and one of the Muse brothers was there. Well, we get there and the doors locked. One of the employees quit, and so they didn't have enough people to work. Well, I don't know who it was, but got somebody to call another Waffle House to get somebody else to come to that location. 
all I know is that there was a manager and then there was one employee outside smoking a cigarette. And then uh, the doors were locked. Like, we can't let you in. Like, we're not open tonight. What can we and, do to help that? <laughs> I, I mean, oh, Lord. I, I don't know who, I don't know who offered who, what. Um, but long story short, the door unlocked and just like, come on in. You know, we got somebody coming in or, or whoever quit, came back. I, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, that was, uh, that, that was really nice. And um, for someone from the Midwest, like myself and, and Matt, I know uh, on behalf of you as well, it's always nice to uh, eat some Waffle House late at night because we <laughs> sure don't get that treat by us. Oh, always. I, I call well, it the first. I, I mean, uh, I'll just say real quick, uh, I know 11 people signed up right now. It's a great number. This is going to be a great weekend. Be proud. And it's, just, it's going to get better from going forward. Uh, we are really proud, and uh, it's only in this day and age in Golden Tee where 111 actually looks small. I mean, if you, if you look at this two or three years ago, that's not small at all. And no. uh, we're, we're super excited about it. Fellas, thank you for joining me tonight, and uh, we'll talk after the clash. All right? Sounds good. Thanks, you know. Thanks, you know. Okay, a big thank you to Matt and Bernsey for coming on and uh, – Enjoying some time with me and making our picks. It's uh, it's getting that time. It's getting that time for the Carolina Clash. I think I've uh, I've let everybody know how much this means to me, and um, this is the this is gonna be the biggest one yet, and we're super excited for it. Um, if you haven't signed up, come on down. Plenty of room for you iHeartRadio is always my preferred listening platform. Uh, please jump on, sign iHeartRadio. But if you don't, if you're with somebody else, that's fine. iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we'll recap the tournament next week. Uh, and then uh, Trump's probably on the next month. We'll have him uh, towards the end of the qualifier. And uh, maybe a couple of the guests here and there. Um, so hope everybody has a great week. We'll talk to you right after the clash.